smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com People are falling sick very sick and the numbers are rising at an alarming pace as a second wave of covid-19 cases grip india as on thursday we have crossed 2 lakh cases a day yes you heard it right 2 lakh cases a day making us the second worst hit country in the world just five states maharashtra chhattisgarh uttar pradesh karnataka and kerala cumulatively account for around 69% of the total number of active cases in the country as you listen to this it's no better in gujarat or in new delhi this is a national crisis antiviral drugs like remdesivir are in short supply so are oxygen cylinders and even hospital beds leading to long queues outside hospitals desperate appeals by family members on whatsapp facebook and other social media platforms seeking medicines and other assistance even rt pcr tests are failing to catch the new strains of the virus there have been reports of crematoriums malfunctioning or cemeteries being full up across the country within days it's gone from bad to worse it's friday 16th of april from the economic times i'm arjit barman and you're listening to the morning brief But why is there a sudden surge in cases and drop in the availability of medicines and beds most importantly are these antiviral drugs the magic bullet that we have been looking for is this a pan india emergency or pockets that are worse off compared to others we have our colleagues from across the country to help us with the ground reports but before we dive into that i've invited my colleague from et prime vikas dandekar our in-house expert on all things pharma and healthcare to explain the science behind the wonder drugs like remdesivir there's an extreme shortage of uh, drugs which are used to treat uh, covid symptoms now remdesivir is one of those drugs remdesivir Uh, is being sold in black in a market in mansour dealers are asking for thousands Doctors in Kolkata have complained that the antiviral drug is in short supply. Pharma companies say that it would take them at least two weeks to match the demand. Vikas, thank you for joining, and I want to start by asking you, what is Remdesivir, and how does it work? Right. Thanks so much, uh, Arijit. Uh, so basically, you know, Remdesivir is an old drug which was actually tested. uh first time for uh, indications in ebola okay that outbreak happened in uh, 2015 and uh, since yeah so since there was nothing really available uh, gilead uh, tested that drug uh, to see if there is some activity that the drug can actually have on ebola patients now at that point it didn't really work but so it had significant uh, indications to suggest that it might work for this viral outbreak so on a fast track emergency basis the us fda studied the clinical trials and gave its first approval in may on an emergency use basis that approval also was actually 
controversial in a way that you know it didn't really do much in terms of clearing the virus as such it could reduce the extensive damage that probably was created on the lungs but it it only suggested that from 14 days in icu the stay can be reduced to 11 days so there was no mortality benefit that means the death cannot be prevented but you know in a crisis everything uh, looks great if there is a ray of hope so this drug got the approval so remdesivir was first tried and tested on ebola patients it had mixed results then cut to 2020 or end 2019 early 2020 corona hits the world no drug was available doctors relied on remdesivir because some kind of relief was seen am i correct absolutely spot on exactly okay and since then the more and more reliance on this because still now there is no full proof medicine to handle covid 19 uh yes so uh, apart from remdesivir all that we could actually get in terms of a full proof evidence is uh, dexamethasone which is a steroid but that actually mm-hmm. comes only when uh, the the patient has advanced to severe uh, illness and uh, and yeah so because you know there is a problem that if you actually give a steroid early on steroid by the way it works it actually suppresses our immune function so if you yeah so if you give it early on then while it might have some effect on the virus but it actually has a huge risk because it suppresses the immunity and then the secondary infections can come in so the use of dexamethasone has to be done very judiciously and so you know that just happens because it can work only in severe patients no but you're saying even remdesivir should only be given ideally to patients who are critical or in icu it's not like you know you're feeling a little feverish you go to the store and say you know give me this and you pop two pills or you take that injection it's an injection right it's not a, it's not really a, a, a medicine absolutely so that's a great question it's a infusion uh, injection and it has to be given only in hospital settings now the question that you mentioned is very very important here earlier we used to have severity develop only after 6 7 8 days right so what has happened now is the severity in terms of the lung involvement actually is being seen firstly in in younger patients and the ferocity the the speed at which the lungs are getting infected is just about 3 or 4 days i have seen uh, ct scans of patients who are like 25 28 where the lung involvement is about 40% now according to the task force we are seeing that you know it can be given between 2 and 9 days the maharashtra task force also says that very clearly that it can be given in moderate patients but it also mentions that please do not treat it as a life saver so when when you actually counter the doctors i spoke to dr rahul uh, pandit uh, from fortis mulund he says mm-hmm. he says today there is a desperation i am seeing patients going on ventilators at 20 years age do you think i should wait till that time or should i actually start giving whatever i have at my disposal 
and so you are actually seeing the that bounce so one is the bounce is happening because of the severity onset of the severity is faster secondly the surge itself origin is so high earlier you know uh, we saw a peak of 2500 probably in mumbai now it is um, going to some like you know 10000 9500 so even if you take moderate patients at 10% we need 1000 mm. injections per day and uh, just last communication that uddhav thakre mentioned was about 50000 injections uh, a day for the entire state so that actually has created a massive uh, demand problem because you know most of the manufacturers had actually uh, gone very low in terms of producing the the injection and now you actually have to go to the, through the two or three week of production cycle to bring it back to normal i was made to believe that in many cases doctors are relying more and more on drugs like remdesivir because they want quicker turnaround in icu so that more and more patients can be treated is that so that's absolutely right uh, because today we are seeing that saturation coming behind every bed there is a wait of about four or five patients so if you can actually feel that you know the uh, the reduction in the lung injury can be uh, quickly handled Uh, then you can actually release the patient give him the discharge and the next patient can come in because this peak is not going to end very soon there is a tsunami of cases which has battered india with this fresh wave which is said to be the worst ever the most infectious and the most fatal one yesterday as i said the state of uttar pradesh reported over 18000 cases and that's a staggering figure because even in the first and second phase we had not really seen the rise in number of cases in the state of uttar pradesh to this effect aur aapko ek bar phir se bata dete ki maharashtra ki halat देश में सबसे ज्यादा चिंता का विषय बना हुआ है सबके लिए केंद्र सरकार हो राज्य सरकार हो आपको बता दें पचास हजार से ज्यादा कोविड के नए मामले सामने आए हैं कोरोना की शुरुआत के बाद से यह महाराष्ट्र में दूसरा सबसे बड़ा आंकड़ा है जिसकी वजह से महाराष्ट्र चिंता का विषय बना हुआ है देर आर नो बेड फॉर पेशेंट एंड हेन्स अमन वॉज होक्ड ऑन टू ऑक्सीजन इन अ रिक्शा विच वॉज पार्क आउटसाइड To give us the real picture from the front line, we have three of my colleagues from our various bureaus. From Lucknow, Uttar Pradesh, I'm joined by Vatsala Gore. Akshata Rao is also joining us from Bangalore to give an overview of Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, and Kerala. And from ET Mumbai, Krishna Kumar, my colleague, who has been warning us for days about this looming crisis, much before it became a national headline once again. Thank you everyone for taking time out and doing this. Krishna Maharashtra is arguably the most affected state as we speak. What went wrong? Did we just become complacent? Why suddenly this surge? If you could explain to our listeners. Arijit, the fear of covid is not that much as it was last year. That is one of the reasons why people did not wear masks. they went about their business like people were forced to go to their work and all that they lost their livelihood and all so they had to go out that also led to the spread and i believe that you know with the vaccines coming and all that the by and large the understanding was that the things are under control that uh, 2020 was an aberration and things will not happen correct, like that again correct. so krishna cut to 2021 we are now 
in panic situation and we are seeing videos and whatsapp messages and twitter feeds what's the situation now how bad is maharashtra is bombay the nerve center or the epicenter of the crisis see uh, pune uh, pune uh, is getting more cases however pune is still managing it well uh, one of the reasons why uh, pune pune is getting more cases is because uh, you know pune is getting cases from nagpur so uh, nagpur but all the remote parts i have spoken to is officials in pune they are saying we are getting cases from nandurbar nandurbar is actually closer to gujarat people are coming from nandurbar and all these places latur dhule and all coming to pune so you know pune is actually managing the situation well mumbai if you remove the part about you know that these cases are coming from outside the districts in pune we would see that actually mumbai is actually uh, one of the most worrying uh, part because right now every day we are like i am engaged with certain groups that try to help out people with beds drugs and all that and we are finding it extremely difficult to arrange beds for people every day like we have 10 to 15 people who are just simply not getting beds at all they are turned away from hospitals things are quite bad in mumbai so mumbai is where you're saying it's it's the worst of amongst all the other districts or other centers uh, no even even nagpur uh, nagpur uh, see smaller centers what happens is mumbai is uh, as has that much health infra that uh, at least you can yeah uh, but in places like nagpur and all that you have visuals which show that you know patients are being put on the floor on the chair in nashik there was a woman who did not have any space to come inside the hospital so she was in the rickshaw that she came the hospital guys brought huge oxygen cylinder and gave her oxygen right in the rickshaw that's in nashik so in smaller centers it's quite horrible okay but bombay in terms of the number of cases it's it's too much so it's around 7000 i think it was around 7000 yesterday but on average it, it if if we allow proper testing and all as we had done uh, around a week back then we will see that around mumbai is getting around 10000 cases per day i guess mumbai is also the most densely populated so that's another additional उत्तर प्रदेश सरकार के मुख्यमंत्री योगी आदित्यनाथ की कोरोना रिपोर्ट पॉजिटिव आई है सीएम योगी ने ट्वीट के जरिए जानकारी देते हुए कहा है कि शुरुआती लक्षण दिखने पर उन्होंने कोविड की जांच कराई थी जिसकी रिपोर्ट पॉजिटिव आई है उत्तर प्रदेश में कोरोना वायरस संक्रमण के मामले तेजी से बढ़ने लगे हैं। राजधानी लखनऊ में बुरा हाल है यहाँ शनिवार को एक दिन में रिकॉर्ड चार नए केस सामने आए the fact that unlike 2020 or of we call it the first phase this time around it seems that the virus has spread to the hinterland so basala uttar pradesh is a massive state it's almost bigger than many countries of europe one is lucknow i mean i would like to know how is the situation in lucknow but more importantly how is it in smaller centers you know in eastern up or in central up which are not necessarily you know as developed as you know other parts of the country okay so the situation in uttar pradesh right now if we talking about so it's very grim but 
but only the urban centers seem to be uh, vastly affected as of now so you talk you say lucknow prayagraj kanpur uh, varanasi these are the urban centers when you talk about the smaller towns the thing is that people from the smaller towns are rushing to the bigger centers so that is how the pressure has been created in these bigger centers now what has happened is that um, now the state had created almost 1.5 lakh beds across the state now there are 75 districts across uttar pradesh and uh, what happened in february beginning like around second third february it denotified more than 80% of the covid hospitals because daily cases had gone down below 100 you know you were reporting daily cases in double digits so that's when the government thought that it was okay to resume normal uh, medical treatment in hospitals so it denotified more than 80% hospitals across the state now from more than 300 hospitals the number of hospitals came down to 82 83 so that's like in most of the districts there was just one covid hospital so now suddenly the nature of this new surge is that the rate of growth is far higher than the rate at which the state is able to add new infrastructure so now if you talk about lucknow per se which has become the epicenter in up it had been reporting less than 1000 cases in early uh, april which is right after holi and now it is reporting more than 5000 daily cases so that's the rate of growth you know if you look at it which is even more menacing testing has become a huge nightmare because a lot of the private labs in lucknow are uh, not able to test because they have their laboratories in places like gurgaon so uh, the state has asked them to either create uh, their laboratories locally because otherwise the turnaround time you know by the time you give a sample the report comes it's taking you know 3 4 days more than that so they have been asked to stop testing now that has put more pressure on the government facilities so testing has become a nightmare there's a shortage of beds there's an issue of that is unique to lucknow i'd say that even if you have a test report positive test report and you have to get a bed you have to route it through the cmo office like you can't just walk into a private hospital and uh, you know show them your positive test report and ask them to admit you these are unnecessary bottlenecks i believe i can understand that the state machinery has to stay vigil but if you are tested positive let the doctors take a call rather than a babu sitting somewhere you know taking a call on your behalf i mean this is what i don't get and uh, for our for our listeners um vatsala when you say cmo it's not the chief minister's office no it's the chief medical office or uh which associated with each district yeah. so it comes under the district magistrate yeah. correct yes yeah akshita sitting in bangalore suddenly you see cases really going through the roof bangalore if i'm not mistaken was one of the first or the earliest to come back to shall we call it normalcy within course many more people were venturing out much before maybe even new delhi bombay did so right now is the crisis largely because just like uttar pradesh hospitals have denotified these dedicated covid wards or is it just because you know there's just chaos on the streets so origit in bangalore obviously the cases are rising uh, we had some 11500 cases yesterday which is all time high i mean we didn't have so many cases even in the even during the first wave so the situation is bad but then it's not even as bad as maharashtra or up in the sense that uh-huh. uh, 
uh, there's no issue still uh, i mean largely there's no issue in getting beds uh, that's because 95% of the patients are asymptomatic and they don't need beds and also most hospitals have upgraded themselves to have oxygenated beds like most of the government hospitals have oxygen supply to their beds these days so that's not an issue but from what i hear is that if this trend uh, if this surge continues for another two weeks then it's going to be a problem uh, we we started seeing a surge in the first week of march and it's been six weeks now uh, it's slowly going up but then uh, we can manage i mean the city administration says they can manage with the uh, availability of beds it's not that bad but yeah exactly like like in other states if if the cases surge in another two weeks then we'll also have shortage of beds but bangalore is just one center karnataka much like uttar pradesh or maharashtra is a big state in itself what about other urban centers or rural karnataka so interestingly 70% of the cases in karnataka are from bangalore so out of 11000 cases yesterday almost 8000 are from bangalore which means uh, the uh, infection hasn't spread across the state i mean there are cases from other urban centers like mysore mangalore and all but it's still not that bad and it has not yet reached hinterland it seems at least as of now so oh, that's what i mean that's really yeah. uh, that's really good news because that's my worry is that yeah. you know this time around chances of it moving to much beyond the urban centers and yeah. are we really in a, in a situation to handle that yeah. surge But that kind maybe, of surge in traffic yeah maybe it's too early to say we never know like now there are restriction uh, karnataka government has imposed restrictions only in eight cities whereas most of the other districts don't have such strong uh, like uh, restrictions like night curfew and all so in that case there are possibilities that they would also see a surge in near future and what about uh neighboring tamil nadu and kerala so the pattern is quite different in tamil nadu they also reported some 7000 cases yesterday which is also uh, it's all time high uh, they did not uh, report so many cases even during the first wave but then in tamil nadu only 30% of cases are in chennai whereas rest of the cases are all spread across districts so it's a very different trend when you compare it to karnataka right mm-hmm. uh, and, and that yeah exactly and uh that's the reason why chennai is still not overburdened i mean the number of patients there are less so there is not so much demand for uh, hospital beds uh, unlike bangalore uh, and in kerala so uh, kerala started seeing a downward trend in cases uh, uh, from mid february and then there was no restrictions at all for one and a half two months because of elections and then they started uh, started seeing a upward trend from the first week of april and all of a sudden in 10 days they have seen a increase in cases by seven folds like yesterday i think it reported some 6 to 7000 cases but then a uh, fold increase yeah in 10 days that is from april 2nd april 3rd to april what 14th what does that translate to in just an approximate number they were reporting 1000 cases uh, on april 3rd or 4th and the day before yesterday i think they had 6500 or 7000 cases but what's interesting is that kerala has been able to contain the number of deaths so although cases have been more uh, overall death rate has been quite less compared to all other states in kerala right from the beginning so right. that way uh, you know they have been able to manage the situation pretty well mm-hmm. 
and the, and so, the number of deaths is less even in karnataka as well as tamil nadu so during the first wave karnataka was reporting almost 100 deaths a day when the daily cases were about 8 to 9000 whereas now we are reporting 10000 cases a day whereas death rate is anywhere uh, between 40 to 60 I see. So the situation But, they say is not that grave compared to the first wave yet. So, so if if I understand this correctly, across the three states, yes, it is serious, but it is not yet panic. Right, Krishna. A quick word on the death rate in Maharashtra and also Vatsala. After Krishna, if you can just uh, chip in as well, is Maharashtra. uh seeing a spike also in the mortality rates mortality rates uh, in maharashtra are not rising uh, as akshata said uh, it's not uh, rising as much as it uh, it was in the first wave so that is the thing about the second wave that it's it's spreading fast it's uh, spreading exponentially but the death rate is not as much as it was earlier but however the thing is if cases go up as akshata said that Once these cases go up, the death rate will eventually also go up. Of course, and Vassala similar. I would agree. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like even though the rate of growth is really high, thankfully the death rate, the growth in deaths is not as menacing. Like yesterday, there were twenty thousand, more than twenty thousand fresh cases that were reported in UP, but uh, only sixty-eight deaths. And this has been the pattern, uh, uh, you know, throughout since this new surge, second wave. Uh, was seen, uh, you know, emerging. So that is a consolation, right? Right. Uh, Akshita, uh, just a quick word, very briefly. If you have to pick, uh, you know, where is the pressure point? Lack of beds, or is it lack of antiviral medicine or oxygen? Where are you seeing maximum uh, stress in the system? Uh, I think uh, availability of beds and oxygen. because okay. uh, that's going to be hard to find in another two weeks and we, i don't think we are prepared we haven't get up our infrastructure and the system uh, to uh, to, uh, to deal really, with yeah to deal with the situation nobody expected that the cases would uh, reach this level right so yeah right. that's right. going to be a huge problem vikas you've heard the situation from the length and breadth of the country very grim indeed but coming back to remdesivir because most people it seems to be the magic bullet although you clarified early on in the show but the, there remains this question marks over the efficacy of remdesivir right i mean us fda said it's fine uh, other tests are a little i mean certainly are more circumspect so if you could help us understand as we speak to the doctors you know most of them are actually feeling very agitated that you know why are we talking about use of remdesivir we don't have a luxury of choice if there is one antiviral drug which actually shows some benefit why don't we use that as part of our arsenal we don't have the luxury to do sequential use the point that doctors are saying that you know if any of these things work in terms of saving my patient i'll not hesitate in using it now there is a, a element of side effect also uh, you know yeah most of these drugs may have hepatotoxic effect i mean it might injure uh, liver uh, but i think that is something that they are actually putting it 
at the back burner for now, uh, for now for the yeah for the benefit of saving the patients and you also have medicines like you know tocilizumab which is also something that a is in short supply and b doctors are using is that separate and different from remdesivir or from the same family no so this is a this is again a repurposed medicine uh, from roche which has been in use for rheumatoid arthritis uh, which is generally a autoimmune disease problem here is uh, arijit the price of tocilizumab per injection of 400 mg is i think 40 to 45000 rupees and that probably is being heavily in the black market because yes yeah so unlike remdesivir which is got like 6 7 producers in india tocilizumab is only it's a mab it's a monoclonal antibody it's a much more complicated drug is sold by roche through cipla and mm-hmm. it's a single yeah and it's a single manufacturer now though though the use is only um, uh, very For very less cases yeah. yeah very less it's at the extreme extreme severe cases but the price and the availability both are uh, very very difficult because it's a single manufacturer first and secondly it's very very expensive correct jai hind varun jai hind bande mataram jai bangla jai tinamul jai bangla jai bangla jai nandigram jai nandigram the nda family seeks your blessing to serve the people of this state we seek your vote based on a solid agenda of all round development inspired by the ideals of mgr and amma jayalalita ji കാരണം എൽ ഡി എഫ് ജനങ്ങൾക്കൊപ്പമാണ് ജനങ്ങൾ എൽ ഡി എഫിനൊപ്പമാണ് ഇത് നല്ലതുപോലെ ഇനിയും നമ്മുടെ നാടിന്റെ പ്രതിപക്ഷം മനസ്സിലാക്കേണ്ടതുണ്ട് നിങ്ങൾ നാടിനു വേണ്ടി ചിന്തിക്കാൻ സന്നദ്ധമാവുക starts from today it's unbelievable but that's india for you basala no plans of a review or a postponement no because we've already begun today the first uh, phase begins and people like we could all, already see visuals of people lining outside polling centers to cast their votes a lot of the pressure that has been put on the urban centers was because of people coming back for the panchayat elections and holi also the wheat harvesting time this is the wheat harvesting time so people traveling from states like maharashtra and delhi uh, and coming to uh, up that really triggered the spike here and this is really where i have a huge problem i mean i am in west bengal for the last almost two and a half weeks where we are having an eight phase election eight phases longer than probably a world cup and nobody is following any protocols you know politicians civil servants police there are people from the outside state crps paramilitary forces nobody is wearing masks nobody is following any protocol whatsoever this just defies any logic akshita final questions to you tamil nadu kerala we've seen elections in those states as well and what you just said that right after that there's been you know a spurt 
so there is a direct correlation that when if you have a kumbh or if you have something like a holy or election or large congregation of people chances are it will spread and the virus will become more and more fatal absolutely arjit because uh, you know there was massive crowd in tamil nadu and kerala during elections from the first week of march till april 6th and uh, although covid cases were on the decline till then till the first week of march there was a sudden surge and especially in kerala you know uh, there was sudden surge in the first week of april soon after the election so uh, there was there was absolutely no restrictions people were uh, uh, covid protocols well for at all people, people were all over the place and then there was a surge and uh, it soon after the election both the states announced uh, numerous restrictions like night curfew and uh, uh, you know asking pubs and restaurants to have just 50% of capacity so yeah i mean uh, i think there is a direct link between election and increasing covid cases but we can only pray that uh, some sense prevails and it's bizarre to have events like the kum at a time like this And amid the ongoing Kumbh Mela in Uttarakhand, senior police officials have raised concerns about the COVID situation in the state, while thousands of priests and devotees took the holy dip in Ganga for the Shahi Snan. My take: the worry is, so far the crisis is largely concentrated around bigger cities, but as everyone said, it's spreading far and wide to the hinterlands and rural centres, and our healthcare infrastructure. is just not equipped to deal with it in the middle of this pandemic events like the kumbh mela or holi have been suicidal to say the least hoping the election commission will at least compress the remaining four phases of elections into a single phase voting in west bengal same for the uttar pradesh panchayat polls unmask mass gatherings must be banned else the smart decision to expand our vaccine basket will have very little impact but honestly the onus lies with each one of us to be responsible citizens and follow the protocols i'm orijit parman and you've been listening to the morning brief this episode was edited and coordinated by nehal chaliawala john chako and anjali venugopalan i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode we look forward to your feedback Write to us at the morning brief at timesgroup.com, and if you like this episode, please share on your social media handle. We'll really appreciate it. The morning brief drops every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Friday. Thank you for listening in, and have a nice weekend. Goodbye and good luck, and stay safe. dot com